0: greetings and welcome to the mount calvary nation podcast hosted by mount calvary baptist church in dayton ohio where our pastor is the reverend s.n winston jr we thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you
1: amen this is the day that the lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it good morning mount calvary nation amen those that are in the house and those that are watching virtually and good morning to all of our friends amen that are tuning in today to this service I've got a question for us has God done anything for anybody in here that they could not do for themselves I mean there was a time in your life where folks were laughing at you because you didn't have what they thought you should have but God went out and blessed you with what you needed amen somebody then you ought to have a prayer praise like Hannah had. Amen. Somebody. I call it says Hannah prayed, but I, I like to call it a, a prayer of praise. Amen. It's in the second chapter of, of 1 Samuel, and it says, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies. Because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. I wish somebody would talk back to me. Talk no more exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumble are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. So that the barren have borne seven, and she that had many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich." He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar out of the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken into pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength to the kings and shall exalt the horn of his his anointed. Amen, somebody. God is good, and he is worthy of all the praise. Father God, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for waking us up on this morning. We thank you for getting us started on our way. Father God, Lord, we pray and ask blessings upon the whole Mount Calvary nation and all those that are watching today. Bless our pastor, Father God, Lord, that he may bring forth a word that will cause someone to change their mind from being in darkness to coming into thy marvelous light. Father God, Lord, you are a good God. You are worthy of praise. Thank you for keeping us all night long while we slept and slumbered. And thank you for feeding us on this morning morning. Thank you for clothing us and keeping us in our right mind. You are a good God. I'm going to say it again and worthy of all the praise. Bless us now. Keep us now. Help us now. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.
0: Everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. If you have breath in your body there should be something happening. Come on let's stand up to our feet. Let everything that has breath praise you the Lord good praise you, Lord. You should be clapping your hands, waving your hands, telling the Lord, thank you. Tell the Lord you're worthy. Tell the Lord you're awesome. Tell the Lord you're faithful. You're holy, you're righteous. That everything that has been praise you. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the praise. And we thank him today. God, come into this service and have your way, dear Lord. Have your way in this service, dear Jesus. We want to see your face. We know that you've won the victory. And so, Lord, we tell you thank you. We tell you thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands to him. let tell him thank you, Thank you for being a healer. Thank you for being a redeemer. Thank you for being a freer. Thank you for being a deliverer, a healer. I'm looking at testimonies right now of God's healing power, of God's delivering power. I see you as well. a testimony right in my face. Thank you, Jesus. I see so many other testimonies in here as well. So tell him thank you. Lift up your hands and tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Want it all for me We say thank you Lord
2: God who won the victory Amen Hallelujah yeah. You have won You have all. won enough for me Death could not hold the day
0: yes Lord we will sing and shout the victory when we all all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing
2: that will be when we all
0: Oh
2: get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all sing. We will sing. We will sing and so we will say hallelujah.
0: Come on, lift up your hands and tell him thank you lift up your hands and tell him thank you lift up your heads all oh ye gates be lifted up the everlasting doors. for the king of glory hallelujah the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory hallelujah who is this king of hallelujah hallelujah who is this king of glory
2: the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle hallelujah. king of glory. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah.
3: Lord's air, Why don't you give him some kind of praise? Hallelujah to our God. What a wonderful Savior we serve. What a wonderful Savior he's, we serve. We, he has brought us safely through another week. Every single need we had, he met. Nothing that we needed went unmet. And we give our God praise. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you team in leading us in worship. He is our risen king. He is our risen king. Welcome to those who are here in the building who have those who have chosen to worship Uh, in person who have come in we're so glad that you're here both those who are members uh, here of the Mount Calvary Church and those who are visiting we're just glad that you are here Um, you know what there was a whole I was privy to a whole Facebook thread this week musicians Um, I pretended like I didn't see it but there's an uprising um, asking for the, uh, the welcome song back So y'all dust that off next week. We'll be ready with the welcome song, all right? All right. (laughs) Um, Welcome to those who are joining us online, those who are worshiping with us virtually. We are glad that you've chosen uh, to tune in, glad that you've chosen to worship with us. We are grateful to God for the technology that allows us to be together virtually while we're in this difficult time. And certainly we are grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together virtually let me make a few observations at this point in the worship experience um those men who attended the henry joseph uh, workshop of the ohio baptist general convention layman auxiliary yesterday let me thank you uh, for your attendance uh, thank you for supporting the layman's movement of our state convention uh, there are some other things coming up uh, the laymen are going to have a, uh, a day of service that second week in October, um, not just church service, but serving the community, and we'll let you know more about that, uh, more about that, shortly. I apologize. Uh, I did not mean to be an embarrassment to you, uh, men. I was supposed to be on to bring greetings at the at the Joseph Workshop yesterday morning, and uh, and got tied up in a soccer game of one of my kids and just completely forgot to get online. I forgot to get online. Um that's where I was yesterday. But thank you for your faithfulness. Uh speaking of the Ohio Baptist General Convention, um when you're out, ladies in particular, um the Ohio Baptist General Convention Women's Auxiliary, they are also doing a service project in the community uh, during our state convention, and um, our own Elect Lady C is um, heading that up, and they are collecting pampers and wipes, right? Pamp diapers and baby wipes um, that we're going to, uh, to bless mothers who are in need Uh, So while you're out, pick up some diapers, pick up some baby wipes, set them aside, and Lady C will tell you what to do with them in the coming weeks. Also, uh, for the month of September, we are participating in Soul Loved Ministries Sock Drive. Again, um, the number one needed item in homeless shelters is socks. and uh, and there are several churches who are participating. Uh, While you're out, pick up some socks, put them aside, uh, bring them with you as you come back on the next two Sundays in September. Uh, Be careful, be mindful. Um, The guys that are set up on the corners, we ran into this a couple times before. Um, I think it says 20 socks, and most of us assume 20 pairs of socks, and it's literally 20 socks. Uh, That may or may not match just be mindful and uh and get as many socks as you can and let's see how many people we can help dr elder did i see you oh she's not feeling well okay all right uh obgc ohio baptist general convention banquet is coming up october 10th would you save that date please um October the 10th, it's going to be at Mount Enon Baptist Church. The tickets are $50 for adults, $25 for children. Uh, The new president of Central State is going to be our guest preacher for that night. And um, we certainly want the president's church to be represented at the presidential banquet, uh, which is going to be October 10th, October 10th at 630. Uh, Please put that on your calendar. You can start getting tickets now. Uh, tickets are available just call the church office Miss Althea Acidula, she's having back surgery this week would you please add her to your prayer list um oh that's what happens when you don't read the whole note alright um all right also um brother elliot cox his son elliot the third i believe he is um he has covid would you keep them in your prayers as well um And speaking of which, you got a call from me last week or an email if you were at service last week because one of the people who was, uh, one of the the members who was here worshiping uh, tested positive uh, for COVID. Let me just reiterate, as long as we continue to do what we have been doing, Follow the usher's instructions when they seat you. Please sit where they seat you. Uh, Keep your mask on. Keep six feet distance. Even if you go out to uh, Mother Winston's Baked Goods, um, when you're out there still, keep your distance, right? Keep your six feet. Um, If you're sick, if you're feeling sick, don't assume you know what it is. Don't come in the building, right? We'll see you when you feel well again okay? Uh, as long as we keep doing what we've been doing, we should be fine, the medical professionals tell us, uh, but we just need to keep being mindful. I do want to, to ease any fears that you have. None of the people that, we have, um, that we've had to tell you about in the past few weeks have contracted uh, COVID while they were here, right? They already had it. Um, they didn't contract it while they were here, um, so If we can just keep doing what we're doing, I am desperately trying to avoid us shutting down the building again. All right, thank you so much. Good. I believe that's that. We do have a precious baby uh, to thank God for and to offer uh, offer back to Him today. The Wooten family, is that right? Good, all right. Um, Let me have uh, parents and baby. And, yep, thank you, sir. What's her middle name? Janora Wooten. All right, Coy Janora Wooten. Good morning. That's, that's us up there, right? <laughs> Matthew chapter 19, starting at verse 13, here's what it says. Then were there brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said suffer little children that is allow little children and forbid them not to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of heaven and he laid his hands on them and departed thence children are a gift from God and those who are in their right minds present that gift back to him right? because we know that we need his help in parenting, right? In these days, you can't do it without him. And Coy needs the Lord, and she needs you to teach her about the Lord, right? And so we're going to lay our hands on this baby and bless this baby and pray, and then you'll do your part, and let's watch her grow up in the fear of the Lord, okay? Okay. All right. Can I pray for you? (laughs) Hello. I'll only touch you. I won't touch you yet. How about that? Let's pray, church. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Coy. We thank you, Lord, because she is yours. Before she got here, you had a plan for her, and we give you praise for this opportunity just to present her back to you. We ask, Father, that you would show her parents how to walk upright before her. Show her grandparents and great-grandparents. Show her family and those of us who will have any influence in her life. Father, we rededicate ourselves to you. We rededicate our own lives to you so that when she looks at our lives, What she sees is a reflection of your life in us. Father, would you guard her heart and mind? Guard her from youthful temptation and bring her in her years of personal accountability to know you as her savior, to know you for herself, to make the decision for herself that she will follow Christ and him only. We pray this now in Jesus name. Amen. Tell me her middle name one more time. Genora. Koi Genora Wooten. We bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Let the church say Amen. Amen. This certificate of dedication is to certify that Coy Janora Wooten was dedicated to God on the 12th day of September of the year 2021 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church, Dayton, Ohio, S.N. Winston Jr., pastor. That's for you. And then we've got a little Mount Calvary paraphernalia so you can remember the day all right god bless you let's thank god for this family good all right we are going to revelation chapter two revelation chapter two is where we're headed today And Miss Valerie is still out, uh, thank you, with her uh, new face, that's what's up. Miss Valerie is still out with uh, taking care of a, of a sick young one, and, uh, and they asked me to sing in her place today. So let's see what we got. Come on, y'all. <clears throat> Remember, God cares. God cares for you. Yes, He does. And when you're in doubt, you can't see your way out. He'll see you through.
2: See you through. See you through. Just call. Just call. Call on His name. But Jesus, just call call His name. name. Oh, how precious! precious oh, how precious! Precious! precious is, his is his name!
3: If you are weary and filled with despair, remember God cares. God yes, He no. for you. If you're in doubt and can't see your way out, can I get
2: one witness? He'll see see you through. See you through. Just call. Just call on the name of Jesus. Just call him. Just call his name aloud. Oh, how precious. Name is Jesus. 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 Oh, how precious, precious, is name. is the name of Jesus. He'll hear you every time you call. Oh, how precious. How precious is the name name of Jesus. He'll pick you up when you're about to fall. His name is Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus, 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 he's my doctor in a sick room, he's my lawyer in a courtroom, oh, Jesus, 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 he's in my judge. Jesus, the more I call it, the better I feel, the more I call it, the better I feel, the more I call it, the better I feel, the more I call it, the better I feel, Jesus, 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 Jesus Oh ah,
3: precious! There is power in the name of Jesus. There is, there is power in his name. I promise you. Revelation chapter 2. verse 12. Power in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you. All right? if Miss Wortham wanna shout, we're gonna shout. He's worthy. praise is comely. It's beautiful for the upright and it's never inappropriate. Roman Revelation chapter (laughs) 2 at verse 12. To the angel of the church in Pergamum, write these are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet, you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me. Not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore. Otherwise, I will, come, I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears, let, him, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it. Known only to the one who receives it. Verses 12 through 17 of Revelation chapter 2. You may be seated. Today we arrive at the third letter that the Lord Jesus dictates to John the Apostle while he is exiled on the island of patmos if you recall there are seven churches of asia minor modern day turkey that the lord wants to address and we have looked at the letter that was addressed to the angel of the church of ephesus who lost their first love last week we looked at the letter addressed to the angel of the church at smyrna and then this letter is addressed to the angel of the church at Pergamum or Pergamus, uh, if you're looking at the King James Version Pergamus was the capital city of Asia Minor two things really stand out about this city first of all uh, they have what was then the second largest library in the known world two hundred thousand books two hundred thousand books that somebody had to write out by hand each word on each piece of papyrus or parchment. Second feature of Pergamos was its temples. Of course, they had all the temples dedicated to the Roman gods. But they were famous for a temple to their pagan god of healing and medicine. Um, this temple was filled with snakes and those who needed healing would go and lie down in the temple and spend the night in the darkness and if a snake that was crawling around freely would touch them or crawl over them then they were said to have been healed by this supposed god of healing There were also three temples in Pergamos to the Roman emperor at the time. We talked a little bit last week about uh, emperor worship, right? That they didn't just have respect for the emperor. They worshiped him and had to say, uh, after taking a pinch of incense and putting it on the altar, Caesar is Lord or Caesar is God. There was a big temple to Zeus, of course, that they considered the ruler of all the gods. And it is to this Christian congregation in this city that Jesus addresses this letter. They were a church in desperate need for a word from the Lord. So when Jesus comes to them, he comes as one having the sharp sword with two edges. Two-edged sword, you already know what that represents. That's a clear picture of the word of God, right? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 refers to the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13, The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Uh, Nothing in all creation, the, the Bible says, is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him. Uh, to whom we must give account jesus comes identifying himself as the one who has the sharp double-edged sword as the one who in the previous chapter appeared to john with the sharp two-edged sword coming out of his mouth how many of you know that the word of god has a way of finding what needs to be cut in our lives His word has a way of operating with surgical precision to do surgery in his church and in our lives. And while this letter was written directly and specifically to the church at Pergamos, it, like the other letters, demands the attention of the universal church. It demands our attention. It demands the attention of the church for all time. He that hath an ear... Is how it ends. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. As a matter of fact, I would argue that we have something in common with the Pergamos Missionary Baptist Church. Remember the Lord said to them, you dwell in a place which is the seat of Satan's power. You live where Satan makes his throne. And I know we don't want to hear it because many of us think that the devil is in hell and that's where he stays. But the Bible seems to suggest otherwise. Biblical evidence suggests that Satan is not in hell. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 gives this warning. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. John 12 verse 31, John 14 verse 30, John 16 verse 11 all refer to him as the prince of this world. In Matthew chapter 4, he wasn't in hell. He was in the wilderness with Jesus trying to tempt him. And I want to offer to you that we, the church in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, might just be living in the place where Satan has his seat. I'm not trying to get in any trouble. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. I know that my evangelical brothers and sisters keep telling us that this is a Christian nation founded on Judeo-Christian principles. But when I read the history of this nation, I read about a country founded on the notion That it was a God-given right to buy and sell human beings like cattle. To separate families, to rip people from their homeland, pack them into slave ships, bring them across an ocean only to provide free labor in order to make this country rich. And I got news for you, that is satanic. We live in a place where there is enough food to feed every man, woman, and child. And yet, 42 million people, 13 million of them are children. 42 million people don't know where their next meal is going to come from. That is satanic. We live in a country that doesn't value all life, all human life doesn't matter, as long as there are continued and sustained inequities in education based on race and socioeconomic status, all lives don't matter, that's satanic. As long as women continue to earn less than men for the exact same job, that's satanic, that's all lives don't matter all lives don't matter as long as there's racial and gender disparities in the quality of health care all lives don't matter as long as we continue the hidden genocide I'm going to say it as long as we continue the hidden genocide that is the abortion industry in this country where black women are three times more likely to be counseled into and choose abortion that is satanic In our beloved country, African Americans are incarcerated in state prisons at a rate five times more than their white counterparts and that, my brothers and sisters, is satanic. You don't think that this is the seat of Satan's power? Listen to me, money is this country's God sex is this country's national pastime greed is this country's core value, power is this country's currency, inequity is this country's mode of operation and corruption is this country's code of conduct and don't get me wrong I love this country and I will not give it up, I won't give up the United States of America that my ancestors built All I'm trying to say is we live where Satan has his throne. And Jesus speaks to us today to the church of 2021 to the church of america to the church at dayton to the church at mount calvary he speaks to each of us he speaks to us about the calamity of compromise and if you'll give me just a few minutes i just want to speak to you real calm like about the calamity of compromise say that with me please the calamity of compromise in this letter to the church at pergamos The Lord first of all commends, number one, He commends their steadfast faith. He says to them, I know your works especially in light of where you live especially considering the fact that you are in the midst of all kind of foolishness I know your works and I know that you've kept my name and I know that you've kept the faith while others around you subscribe to other names while they went to the Roman God of medicine for their healing you stuck with Jesus while they worshipped in the temples of strange gods you worshipped the Lord and him only you didn't deny me even when they killed Antipas. Now, there is only one mention of Antipas in the scripture, and we're not really sure of who he is, but Bible scholars and historians tell us that he was more than likely one of the faithful in the church at Pergamos, and he refused to renounce Jesus, refused to, to worship the Roman Empire, Emperor. So the story is told that they put him inside of a brass bull and then lit a fire around the bull. Literally cooking him on the inside for holding him for holding on to the name of Jesus, and the Lord said, You didn't even let that scare you, your faith wasn't shaken, you didn't deny me. And there is a word for us today we, the church of the living God, must keep a steadfast faith. I've said it before while we're studying church, we cannot leave Jesus out of his church we must be faithful to the word of god we must be faithful to bible doctrine and we have to be faithful to the only name whereby we must be saved and that is the name of jesus listen the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine but you be faithful The time is coming when people will go looking for teachers who say only what their itching ears want to hear, but you be faithful. Time is coming and the time is here when people are lovers of themselves more than lovers of the word of God. But you be faithful saints. Now is the time that Paul warned Timothy about when people are lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. the time is now when people have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof but the command remains the same and we discovered last week we must just be faithful listen to me even if the government threatens not to give us any money if we keep saying the name of Jesus we still have to be faithful even if the culture says that we are stuck and out of step with the times, we still have to be faithful. Even if they threaten our nonprofit status. Listen, the Lord didn't call us to protect our nonprofit status, He called us to be the church. He didn't tell us to go along to get along he told us to be the church we don't subscribe to every teaching we don't believe there are multiple ways to the father we don't respect every name but there is a name that i love to hear and i love to sing it's worth as a matter of fact it sounds like music to my ear it's the sweetest name on earth there is a name to which every knee should bow there is a name which every tongue should confess and that name is jesus and we must remain true to that name not only does jesus commend their steadfast faith but then he points out number two he points out their sinful nature their sinful failure i'm sorry their sinful failure it's in the text look at verse 14 He says, I have a few things against you. And here's what it boils down to. You tolerate anything. (laughs) Jesus says, you tolerate too much among you. You allow too much. You put up with too much. There are those among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam you remember that story from numbers starting back at chapter 22 numbers chapter 22 let me see if i can remind you real quick the moabites they are really afraid of the children of israel right and their king uh balak he sent some priests some Uh, princes to Balaam that was a prophet of the day and he loaded them down with uh, rewards of divination and sent them on their way and he said look there's a people who have come out of Egypt they're great in number and they are at my door and I know that if you curse anyone they'll be cursed and if you bless someone they'll be blessed so come with me accept these gifts come and curse these people And Balaam, the prophet, says, tell you what, stay the night and let me seek the Lord and let me see what I can do. And Balaam, the prophet, he asked the Lord about it and the Lord says, don't go with them because you can't curse the children of Israel because I've already blessed them. So he gets up the next morning, he tells Balak's messengers that he can't go with them and Balak uh, tries again, this time sending more stuff. Balaam says to them, I can't go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do more or less, but I tell you what, stay one more night. Let me see if the Lord will let me go. He says in Winston translation, I'm so enticed by your stuff that I'm going to try to make my will his will. And the Lord says, fine, fine. Uh, If they come again, go with them, but you have to do what I tell you to do. Balaam gets up the next morning, saddles his donkey, and sets off with the princes of Moab on his way to try to curse the children of Israel. And God gets angry. God's anger is kindled against them because he went, right? So the angel of the Lord stands before him, stands in his way with a sword. But Balaam can't see this angel, but his donkey can. The donkey sees the angel and, and and stops, right? The donkey sees the angel and will not go any further, turns aside into a field. And Balaam hits the donkey, trying to get the donkey back on the path. And a little further, the donkey sees the angel again. But this time, the angel was standing in a place where there was a wall on one side and a wall on the other side. So the donkey didn't have any place to go. So, uh, the donkey saw the angel thrust herself into the wall and crushed the prophet's foot prophet just hit her again they went a little further the angel stood in a narrow place where the donkey couldn't turn anywhere so the donkey just laid down I'm not going and the prophet hit her again get up and the Lord opened the donkey's mouth (laughs) and the donkey said to the prophet what have I done to you why do you keep hitting me (laughs) and Balaam answers the donkey that's the miracle of this story to me (laughs) Balaam answers the donkey and says because you mock me if I had a sword in my hand right now I'd kill you and the donkey answers the prophet and says aren't I yours have I ever done anything like this before and Balaam says no Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and Balaam sees the angel and the angel explains to him if it weren't for that donkey that you keep on beating I would have killed you already now go but only say what I tell you to say Balaam goes and he arrives at Balak's place and they They go to a place of Baal and they set up seven altars and sacrifice a ram and a bull on each one. And Balaam says, wait here, I'll go see if the Lord will meet me. Comes back and he has no choice. He blesses Israel instead of curses Israel. Balak says, let's try someplace else. So they find another altar, they find another place, they set up seven altars, seven bulls, seven rams. Balaam goes away to hear from God and comes back and blesses Israel again. They try one more place, same thing happens. Except this time Balaam says, while I'm at it, let me tell you, not only do I have a blessing for them from God, but the children of Israel they gonna whoop your tail (laughs) Balak gets mad sends Balaam away Balaam away things go wrong in the next chapter uh, when Israel gets into the Moab region there are some sexy Moabite women they seduce the men of Israel and because they worship pagan gods and these women they And so the men of Israel start worshiping the pagan gods and sleeping with the women and doing crazy stuff. The Lord tells Moses, kill all the ones who compromise. Chapter 31 reveals that Balaam is the one who suggested to Balak that he send their women over there to seduce the Israelites. He wants the money and power that Balak has to offer so badly that he finds a way around God's word. And apparently in the church at Pergamos there are those in the church who are willing to sell the Lord's church out for money and for power. How could you not think this is talking about the church of today? There were those in that church who would attempt to manipulate the word of God and manipulate the people of God for the promise of money and power. And there were those who held on to the teaching of the Nicolaitans trying to convince the people that the preacher was higher than the rest of the people. And so because he was higher than the other people that there was a hierarchy set up and so he could do things and take advantage of the people and be immoral and it was okay god have mercy on us here's what it boiled down to there were those teaching that you can do anything that you can live any kind of way there were those that were teaching that you can sleep with anybody that you can eat anything that you can go anywhere you can participate in in anything and because of grace just keep on calling yourself a part of the lord's church They were teaching that because of grace, you can live a raggedy life. And the church at Pergamos wasn't saying anything about it. They were allowing this heretical teaching to just exist. Church, can I tell you, we cannot afford... To allow any and all teaching to remain among us. Any teaching or teacher who teaches what is not found in the word of God must be sat down and silenced. Paul said to Timothy, all scripture is god breathed and it's useful for teaching for rebuking for correcting for training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work paul wrote to the corinthian church don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole thing Paul told Titus, "You've got to hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it." Yes, yes. Can I tell you? Can I? Let me. Let me. But the problem is, we focus on the wrong stuff. The uh, If you're not Mount Calvary and you're watching right now, just press pause. Come back to me in about 30 seconds. Listen, do you know what the main opposition to my being the president of the High Baptist General Convention was? We're still talking about after all this time, after all the things that are going on in the world, after all the stuff that we really have going on in the church, we're still talking about women preachers and whether they can get in a pulpit that Jesus never even used. one pastor took me out to breakfast he said listen we Baptists and we don't do that we can't have women in the pulpit I said well reverend I don't mean any disrespect but you'll let them say the exact same words from the floor if you want to talk about something let's talk about how preachers are abusing people let's talk about how we have stuff being taught from our pulpits and in our classrooms that ain't nowhere in the bible if you want to talk we got our focus in the wrong place welcome back it is not okay to sell prophecies You send me a dollar a day. You subscribe to my stuff for $31 a month for $365 a year and you can get access to a prophecy a day. The devil is a liar. It is not okay to sell healing. You send me $20 and 21 cents. I'll send you the miracle healing water or miracle healing cloth. No! The Lord is my healer. It is not okay for preachers to be sleeping with church members talking about the Lord said we have a special connection. It is not okay for us to live any kind of way to post any kind of stuff to say anything we feel like to go anywhere we feel like to do anybody we feel like to participate in anything we feel like and then make ourselves feel better saying the Lord knows my heart. We are the church of the living God called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are his church chosen in him before the foundation of the world that we would walk holy and without blame. That's the word. I didn't make that up. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We're his church we're a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation God's own special possession born again and that which is born of the spirit is spirit and because our daddy is holy we are called to be holy and anybody who tells you different is a liar and the father of lies is the devil I'm almost done. If the church remains silent while there are those in the church teaching lies, Jesus will deal with our sinful failure. Oh, but look at verse 14, verse 16. I love the Lord. I do. I love him because not only does he commend church's steadfast faith not only does he illuminate their sinful failure but then he also gives them a spiritual fiat what no i'm not talking about the italian automaker that makes the little cars fiat we're gonna learn that new word today the word is fiat say that fiat f-i-a-t and here's what it means it simply means an authoritative decree a command an order he gives a direction to the church it's in verse 16 and here it is repent thank you sir repent don't just apologize and then get back to business as usual repent, turn from your wicked ways turn from your sinful failure and what I notice here is that this command, this order this fiat is given to the church he tells the called out ones, repent this is to the believers, repent, to the body of Christ, to the saved sanctified, Holy Ghost filled folks he says, repent or else I'll come to you and I'll fight them with the sword of my mouth. Repent because I'm fed up and if you don't do something about it, I'll cut them to pieces. And while this seems really harsh, while this seems particularly threatening, all I see in this spiritual fiat is grace. The fact is that the church of Pergamos is in sin because they allow any and everything to be taught there and the wages of sin is still death. But Jesus in his infinite mercy, Jesus in his boundless grace, Jesus because of his great love for his church gives the opportunity to repent. He could have just come with his sword without warning but he gives the opportunity for the church to repent and get it right. He gives his church a chance. He gives his people the choice to change. The possibility to avoid the calamity of compromise. And saints, I'm done. As we prepare to wrap up today's study, we must admit but this is not just a big church problem, but daily, each of us as individuals, each of us, we're faced with situations, we're faced with a dilemma, with, with, with people, with circumstances that force us to decide whether or not we will compromise. Doesn't matter who you are, preacher or pew, deacon, choir member doesn't matter who you are or what you do in church all of us every day face situations where we are forced to decide whether or not we will compromise will we compromise what we believe will we compromise what we know is the truth will we compromise our integrity will we compromise our faith will we sell out the name of Jesus just to get ahead But church I got to tell you if we are wise we will listen. Come on Brother Jackson and offer the invitation. If If we're wise we will listen to what the spirit is saying to his church. His warning to avoid the calamity of compromise. May We who live in what I consider the seat of Satan's power, may we never compromise the word of God just to get what looks like is ahead. If you agree, shout amen.
1: Come on, let's thank God for that awesome word from God. Amen. And if you're here today or watching virtually and God has pricked at your heart to give your life to Jesus, why don't you come? If you feel the move of God on your life right now, cricking at you, saying my son is the way and the truth and the life, why don't you come? One thing that I'm very familiar with is that tomorrow's not promised to you. The truth of the matter is the next moment is not promised to you. You have a chance right now to make things right with God. Why don't you come? If you're watching online, watching virtually, just put something in the comment section saying that you want to be saved. And I'm pretty sure someone's going to contact you and help you through that. But if you're in the house, slip your hand in the air if God has laid it on your heart to give your life to Jesus someone will come and get your information that's the first call the second call is if God has laid on your heart to become a part of this congregation the Mount Calvary nation to finish your years in service to him why don't you come If you're visiting here with us today and God says, this is the place, slip your hand in the air, someone will come. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. This is an awesome place to serve. Let's thank God one more time for that awesome word. My brothers and sisters, after the benediction, there shall be a video played. Amen. Let us stand on our feet and be dismissed on today. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let the people of God say amen. Amen amen. Please follow the directions of our ushers. Amen.